Okay, I'm good. I'm ready. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, to succeed, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. <laughs> hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger. How you doing tonight, Robbie? Doing pretty good. I like how you keep iterating on that intro. Where it's just very subtle. Yeah. Very slight. You're like, hey, wait a minute. We like to succeed too. We do. Because I've been thinking about, you know, the last season three here, we've kicked off. And I think the last two episodes, um, we've talked about a bunch of failures. Like, oh, mm. and then we did this and it was a massive flop. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know? that's goes with the territory. Of it does with learning and adventuring trying and stuff. Yeah. It's good. But tonight, we're going to talk about what everyone is talking about. Uh, it, what, what would that be? It's not going to be that racy or political. <laughs> I was hoping you had something there, just something to, to throw it on the table. What? We're going to talk about the second <laughs> Matrix film? <laughs> uh, which I liked. I, I, I don't know if I would still like it. If, I don't know if it holds up, but I really enjoy the, the indulgence of that film. Should we push pause and watch all three of them quick? I wouldn't make it through the third one. I don't think. Ooh, okay. You didn't like the third one? No. <laughs> That's really not my thing. Gosh, for me coming up with just complete random BS, I like nine times out of ten hit a hot button. <laughs> I don't think it's random. I think that's it what, is. I had no idea. Like, really? Yeah. Mm, no, oh, I, I don't. came up with the silliest thing I could think of right there. I don't have a big campaign or anything against it. I, I think it's understandable that you have um, a blog, don't you? I, yeah, I do. I've got more than one blog. <laughs> no, like, I mean, one that's specific. <laughs> <laughs> You're a blogger. You have a blog. Kind of. Wow. Wow. Have we met? Hi. Hey. Um, no, I'm in a blog specifically devoted to the third Matrix, disliking or, the third Matrix film. No. Of, uh, yeah, I would say, I don't know, randomly going to music stores to, to poke at instruments I'm not familiar with would be way higher on my list of making time for. That I mean, and, and I don't make time for that. You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to make <laughs> up good. something that would That's be. That's good random. I yeah. like it. Okay, so no, that's it's not what everyone is talking about right now, okay. although they may be after might, this podcast. Yeah. We might get some new followers. Yeah, fair enough. Your people. I mean, it's, it's all right. When, fair enough. I'm happy to, to, to have a, a thoughtful, considerate uh, examination of, of a thing. I'm not here to hate on someone's creativity and what they made. I don't find my own way of, of enjoying it as much as I enjoyed the other two films. So that could be the basis or start as far as my contribution we'll see what happens well i i hate to disappoint you but that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. Fair enough. all right we're going to talk about what in my feeds anyway what i see a ton of and that is back to school oh <laughs> it's back to school time back to school for everybody back and to uh, the future yeah well I mean, so we don't have year-round school in the in the uh united states we do not commonly i i, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some places that that have that but um, yeah, where we're at, we don't have it I yet. Yeah. yeah, it would be nice. I think it would be good. Um, we are very much ready for back to school. I mm -hmm. think in our family, in our house. I think so. It's yeah. a it's bittersweet because I, 
I do think the, the the wildness of the summer schedule has has some appeal to it. Yeah. But of course, it has its downsides. With uh, um, I don't know, just synchronizing things is way harder when they're so different. Yeah. Week to week. Well, and some of that's the way the way I planned it and scheduled it this year, but. I think with the back to school stuff, what I want us to talk about a little bit is um, not just for the kids, but our approach to learning. So Hmm. how do you prepare for learning? How do we help the kids prepare for learning? And how do you when you're going to because you're constantly learning new things. I've spent the summer learning a bunch of just things that I knew nothing about, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been studying very different things this summer intentionally. And so what's that approach to learning? How do you, how do you prepare for learning? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eat a good breakfast, get a good night's sleep, but you know, what else do we do? <laughs> what yeah. else do we do? So I want to talk a little bit about that. And then I want to talk a little bit about kind of some of the back to school rituals. Okay. Sounds fun. Let, let's, uh, let's jump in. So and you, you mentioned that you, I mean, you were, you have been picking, picking up and experimenting with, with a lot of new things. Some of them we've, uh, we've, we've dabbled in about, and yeah. talked about, um, in, in season three already. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't have a good, I don't have a pre-canned answer for my question that I wrote. Okay. So that's good. This is good audio for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think at the stage of life that I'm in now, I feel like sometimes it kind of comes naturally or it feels like kind of the, I feel like there's a right time for me to pick up something new and look at something new and explore something new. And, um, what's funny, and this is going to be very meta. That's one of the things that I've been studying this summer is kind of, what are those like ebbs and flows for when creative creativity really flows well for me Mm. when, um, I'm more, I'm more receptive to kind of learning new things. When is it where I'm like, you know what? I just need to kind of be quiet and not focus on learning new, something new kind of, what are those kind of cycles are systems for me and how does that work? And so that's one of the things that I've been kind of studying and journaling and trying to pay closer attention to, because there's definitely for me times where I am, ready to take on new projects, ready to learn new things. And there are times when I'm not. Um, and so I, I guess my answer to the question is I don't, I don't know yet. I think we've talked a bit about it uh, in the past in the guise of, of goals because you, to me, a lot of our intentions and goals and how we work them are a learning mechanism it's a progression of, of mm-hmm. you go from one situation through an experience to hopefully, I mean, you'll end up discovering some things that it's not all prescriptively mapped out and built block by block. There's lots of, lots of messiness and lots of find out what happens. But when you, when you, we purposely set goals and try to um, use those as, as a, as a, as a guide, as a purpose, as, as a rhythm, say, as, as a guidepost. Yeah. And, and that's a huge and mechanism for learning. And we do check-ins yeah. on the goals and kind of review, but okay. So let's say, you know, 
you need to tackle something new. I think this has happened to you several times with Mm -hmm. shifting up what language you're going to code a game in, right? But so you have a difficult problem to solve, and you know that to solve the problem, you have to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to use a software language or a coding yeah. language. Or environment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, coding I'm, environment, language I'm as an example. This, yeah. So repeatedly, yes. Knowing that, what do you do to prepare yourself to kind of learn that? I, I find I have things that are very intentional and goal related, and then things that are mm, about learning as a form of play. Oh yeah, tell and, me more about that. Learning as a form of play. Well, playing I mean, as a form of learning. Yeah, totally. Where yeah, uh, that can be hmm. Purposefully having stuff to putter around with nearby that. I am not an expert with, but I am dabbling and and yeah and adapting. So like little uh, hobby things, playing around with um, uh, Raspberry Pi and finding you know I, getting a few things working on a good image of a Raspberry Pi, and then being like, well, I want to clone this SD card and have it you know literally a fi- another physical SD card that works the same way, and then like. I didn't plan on not being able to do that easily. <laughs> right. But then it turns out like, well, you, you buy a piece of physical media and the, there's sort of a margin of error that's acceptable. And if it, you like make a disc image of a one SD card, micro SD card, and then try to immediately just splat that onto another SD card, it's, and it's a sector by sector copy. You are, at a low level connecting to that device and it you may find out where well technically at the factory this device isn't quite as big as the other one you started from oh no so because it would have to be as big or bigger to do this little brick by brick sector by sector copy right that is which is what i was trying to do because i want it to work like a bootable disc whatever anyway just an example a side thing something you had to learn where it's i had i i ended up needing to have to learn it didn't know i needed to learn it or relearn it in this case because I ran into this problem about a year ago too. Um, oh, where interesting. Similar thing where yeah. I wanted to <laughs> this Raspberry Pi SD card and whatever, and this is um, so. There's a few few Linux com- commands and, and tools that that um, I'm roughly f- you know aware of and familiar enough to to stumble through once I remember I need them. And can, you know, use reference material to try to safely construct a command, whatever. But like, so there's nested learning of like knowing the the gist of what this problem is, of why I can't accomplish this task, and then digging in and figuring out how in stages that I can safely accomplish this task and then then executing, right? And all that is is in a way the side little side journey. Sure. That but I that just, intend I mean, to go on. I mean, but I learned a lot. Right. And well, and I mean, that's exactly how learning happens in our house more times than not, right? Is, that was also one of those side things, too. This isn't one of my important projects. No. Like, it doesn't really map to any goal or anything I have. But here I am in this little, um, a distraction within a distraction. But um, it's, it's working out because I started mm-hmm. it all to try to learn. And, and ah, uh, okay. Yeah. 
because I was going to say what it sounds like, like your kind of preparation for learning. Or play. Yeah, it, there you go. I like that. Um, and it sounds like your kind of preparation for learning was play. And then as you were going through it, there was just kind of um, planning, thoughtful planning as you kind of work your way through and weave your way through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's cool. And I think we're um, similar in that way. Cause I would guess it depends on the nature of your task. Because if your task is, I want to, um, let's see, I don't know, do some kind of calm read a thing in the yard. Do what to the yard? I don't know, like read a book in the yard in some neat, you know, like, uh, I don't have a hammock, but I'm going to rig something up or whatever. Like you could, I don't know, play around and and end up learning and and needing to do a few things to, to make that happen. But it's not as complex as like, like some, you, some tasks, they're like one bullet point. Like, I don't know, um, we're not talking about this this week, but like I'm going to make yogurt in the Instapot or whatever. And by I, I mean you, which isn't what we're going to talk about this week, but, um, it all turned out awesome and stuff, but you'll have to Stop. stay tuned for when we talk about it later. Stop. <laughs> we agreed that was not tonight's I know it's not, topic. It's not a topic, but it's worth mentioning because it's like this nested, like you can have this one checklist item on your to-do list and like, this is going to be fun. Oh yeah. I'm going and to then, learn. Exactly. I can't and wait to do this. And then there's like 7,000 other steps. Totally. Or things that you want to learn about to do it, to do it right, to do it well. Yeah, and and so you can you can be the name of that starting. podcast, by the way, is going to be just success. <laughs> Insta success. There you go. Insta. Oh, I love it. Insta success. The name is very giving. So let's see. Um, so that's how you plan for learning. You plan and you plan for learning, even when it's like oh, I'm just going to go play, but then you end up unraveling some things and whatever. But like some kinds of play, I think. Okay, let's say. Um, I want to play some solitaire games with a deck of cards and I checked out a card playing book from the library, right? Mm-hmm. That will probably have less gotchas and trip traps and tricks in there. Probably compared to like, are you dissing on my solitaire playing again? You no, no, I'm not. You, you play, um, you play digital solitaire. I do. And I like it. Yeah. I play lots of different kinds of solitaire in case anybody's wondering. <sighs> I don't know their names. Otherwise I would rattle them off, but I just, well, I, uh, was it spider or whatever? I mean, it spider. And then, um, Oh, now you put me on the spot. Free cell, free cell, right. And spider and spider it. It's just small spider. Spider. <laughs> <laughs> spider it. Uh, what was, so wait a minute. Now, are you, are you learning with that kind of playing? Just curious, since it came up. I feel like I'm, um, it's a little bit of a brain exercise because there is definitely like a pattern recognition. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, to me, I feel like I am keeping some things sharp, but no, it's mostly for relaxation. I do that just to relax at the end of the day, play a couple rounds. But there is, um, you know, there is some pattern recognition. I, I do notice um, if I have a, the, the speed at which I get through a round, how quickly I can kind of um, sort and uncover the pattern as to kind of where I feel like I need to go next. You can tell if it's uh, going to dead end or go slow or something or, or um, if it's going well. 
you can tell if it's going to, if it's going well. So with freestyle, I can tell like how quickly I'm going to solve it mm. pretty, pretty quickly in, mm. you know, just by seeing the different patterns of what's, because in that one, all the cards are, are visible. Oh. Um, yeah. So you're not uncovering cards are not hidden. Right. So there isn't that chance aspect right up to it where it's like, Ooh, am I going to get the card I need when I flip this one over? They're all visible, so it's just a matter of figuring out how to manipulate and move and sort and stack. You're making fun of me, I can tell. I am not you at all. You're so making fun of me. Not, you are funny. So you how do we... To, you're goading me into making fun of you. <laughs> how do we... Um, oh, now my voice is going to crack. How do we um, prepare the kids for learning? Okay. Hmm. Well, I mean, we, we do sort of... Um, we talk about goals and we, we, we make like realistically small goals and stuff like that. We sit them in front of the TV. No, I'm that's kidding. True. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they do watch TV. I'm not well, saying yeah. we don't, but that's not how we prepare them for learning. But I think you're right. I mean, we talk about it. Um, we kind of make a, we ask them what their goals are. We ask them what their um, thoughts are about, mm-hmm. you know, the upcoming time we do spend some time also talking about what it is they're currently working on or learning um you know our youngest is very 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 into letters right now and she can um, write many letters although she believes she can only write a handful mm-hmm. um so <laughs> we have a million pieces of paper with her name written on them Um, and even if you take, you know, a word that has those same letters in it and ask her to write that, she'll be like, nope, (laughs) it has to start with my letter. But, but then, you know, if she's, if she's in the mood, she absolutely, she'll write everything she can think of down or try to anyway, and makes little hash marks for words. And she loves to just scribble and then tell me what it is. Like, this is a ticket. It gets you into the basement where you can watch me sing a song. Totally. Yeah. Words and and uh, the act of writing and storytelling, it it's, gets worked into props and all that yeah. kind of stuff all the time. And then so, with the older one, you know, she's working on um, like telling time and, and some different math things. And so we talk about those things. Hmm. We talk about, you know, you know, how are you doing with that? What are you thinking about with it? You know, just even kind of helping them to prepare. Yeah. So it's about uh, going through those motions, having some kind of experience with it and we're not um particularly uh severe about it seeing like where are they at and do they like to talk about goals and stuff and we even did an experiment with audio that uh yes that's right okay let's start by the beginning oh 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 oh, yeah Mm -hmm. okay what's something you're looking forward to trying this fall Going to the fives. Just keep this in your hands. Okay. So what's this about going into the fives? I just love playing with my friends. I know them. What about this fall? And what about what's what's coming up? I love uh, cats. Nice. And I love horses. Cats and horses. And I love, most of all, Baby pigs and baby chickens. Baby horses. Baby cats. Oh, okay. 
now. And I love BB-8. Oh, BB-8? Mm-hmm. Fun. All sorts of animals and then a cute robot. Mm-hmm. Mom's by a shark. I think you probably just heard a little bit of it. And then we talked with our, our eldest as well. Yeah. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. My day went good. I ate breakfast. My mom made oatmeal. And then after a while, we went to um, a Froyo store. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's a bit of a celebration because school's starting. And it was our house's birthday. Ah, true, true. Bit of an anniversary for that. So what, um, what are you looking forward to this fall or this whole school year? And what are some things you want to make happen? I want my friends to be nicer and... I hope my teachers are all the same because hmm. I really like the teachers that I had. They were all really nice. Last year, I worked really hard, but mm-hmm. I want to challenge myself this year and work even harder. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing some thoughts with us. Yep, of course. Bye. Bye. You probably just heard that. (laughs) Smooth. Yeah, that's the magic of editing. (laughs) Your favorite thing. And we just recently, um, we kind of moved our make space around in the house, right? So we had our make space in one area and it's now in another area because that's what moved around means. Yes. Wow. But when we moved the make space, um, we put up a new bulletin board and it's this really cool, big bulletin board. And so it's been really fun because we have more space to kind of hang things up and we've hung up some of some growth mindset type um, phrases and statements, you know. Um, I can do hard things, you know, exercising my brain helps me to grow stronger. Um, you know, mistakes help me learn these types, Mm -hmm. types of phrases. And so we've put that up on the, on the board. And I think, um, I, I really love the growth mindset stuff. And I think that really helps to, with kind of helping prepare the kids for learning. I mean, yeah, I mean, it fits with our, uh, I guess the kind of, kind of experiences that seem to have like how we look at our own learning and growing. It's like, when, when has it gone well? When has it been in, uh, inhib- inhibited? And, uh, you know, even, even like day to day and, and with all of our, I mean, we, we have enough check-ins with ourselves where it's, it, it we, you can notice patterns, right. And things that you get stuck and when you're not stuck and whatever. And yeah. And, and I don't know why I've never encountered growth mindset things until the last couple of years or so. Yeah. But uh, it's it's really handy. I mean, I've um, there's the I mean the book mindset, the book um, the upside of stress, um, and then and then now like you've you've um, dug up a bunch of uh, handy resources like these cool posters for 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 kids to um, to get into growth mindset stuff. And it seems it's kind of like in the air. I don't know. I, I, imagine. I agree. It's, it's very much in the air. And actually I'm a part of a, of a really cool Facebook group, 
um, called Raising Kids with a Growth Mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a, a ton of this um, information comes from and from a, a blog called The Big Life Journal. And they've got fantastic printouts and different things that you can hang up. And even, I know, um, our eldest and I, and I did a, a five-day growth mindset challenge where each night at bedtime – um, together, we kind of worked on a different worksheet, air quotes worksheet, that came from this group um, that really kind of helped her learn about the growth mindset, which is a bit of a double-edged sword because it's fantastic because she can use that in her learning. And when she's frustrated, we can use those phrases and terms, and that's fantastic. Um, but as a grown-up, when I get frustrated about something I'm learning and she um, – you know, takes my hand and politely explains my growth, my fixed mindset error to me. <laughs> Whoa, can be really um, frustrating, humbling. but yes, yeah, incredibly humbling. Oh, incredibly humbling, but um, also really cute at, at the same time. But <laughs> there are times when, you know, I'm really frustrated because something I've been working on just, you know, fell apart and I'm saying a few choice words and. She's like, you don't know how to do it yet, mom, yet. <laughs> and okay, so that's, uh, right. And it's a, it's a big toolbox of really, you know, handy things to be more skillful about being, uh, adaptive and, and, and getting learning experience, being able to, to absorb it, honestly. Cause I think learning can just bounce right off of you if you're, if you're not completely and open to it. So and that's that's happened to me, uh, you know. I would say a fair amount, and uh, that's that's where I just in, in feeling the need for growth mindset stuff. I, I'm really thankful that it seems to be plentiful and common now. But yeah, um, I have I, another question for you. I, yeah, what's up? Because you know we talked about kind of how you and I approach learning and, and what we do, and we talked about playfulness, and we mm-hmm. talked about you know kind of how we look at it. Um, but being a grown up. Mm. As we are. Sure. <laughs> you shrug. Um, yeah, I'm super grown up. I, <laughs> I think. <laughs> super grown up. Uh, well, sure. I mean, I, I guess by that. what measure? I, I'm um, going to make you a t-shirt. Uh, I don't know. Super grown up. Middle-aged white dude. Do, super know, grown up. Yeah. Got lots of responsibilities and that's grown up. It is grown up. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out how For to For me, phrase. everyone else has their own path. Where, like what, what makes them super grown up? But like I... Like a, a younger me would be like, yeah, that version of uh, Rob is super grown up. Super grown up. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to phrase, figure out how to phrase my question um, because I think you're gonna. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm not gonna predict. Um, you and I talked about play being a big way of kind of approaching learning, and that's great because as super grown ups as we are, we get to oftentimes pick what it is we want to learn about. Mm-hmm. Whereas our children are put in a room for, you know, six to eight hours a day and are told, here's what you're going to learn today. Mm, yeah. So is your answer for how you prepare for learning different in that situation? And we did talk about growth mindset and I think that helps with it. Yeah, that helps. But then I would say that, I mean, having some kind of, I mean, we can, we can model and try to, um, see where where our kids are comfortable with being just curious in general and if you're 
even if there's, I mean, there's, there's always like layers happening, right? There's, there's some topic that's meant you know, with, with some kind of guardrails to be explored. And you could be like, well, how far is the guardrail? Mm-hmm. Or like dig super deep into the topic or try to relate it to something else. Yeah. And yeah, we do help them with those pieces. Yeah. I just so think it can be challenging. It's, 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 I'd say it, that maybe the difference, and I don't know, maybe I, whatever, this is my... <laughs> Uh, super grown up opinion. Super opinion of a super grown up. <laughs> um, that uh, let's see, having the it, like if we if we succeed in modeling the the that sort of curiosity and uh, and 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 uh, an openness that I mean they'll find a way to be able to connect with whatever's, you know, whatever's being presented to them. And so that they're in a posture that is more active than passive. Mm, that's with this, good. Yep. With, uh, with and we do that. try to encourage that and, and promote that and, and support them in those ways. Right. We do exactly what you're saying, you know, when they're struggling with something, um, that they're maybe not as interested in, we try to find a way to relate it to something they are interested in. Yeah. And so hopefully the, their schooling isn't something that's just happening to them. Right. And that will pan out in lots of interesting ways, right? That's not just going to be a straightforward, um, whatever the system is presenting them, they'll be like special magical achievers or whatever. They're going to, <laughs> they're going to have challenges with the system yeah. itself. So we do, a couple of things that we do is we do try to celebrate failures, um, celebrate making mistakes. And um, that can be really odd I think sometimes in our house Um, because there's times where somebody's having a hard time and they're having a little bit of a meltdown and and one of us will be all hey you made a mistake (laughs) way to go that's the best way to learn you know and much like when my eight-year-old tries to tell my tell me about my fixed mindset and I want to scream at her they sometimes want to scream back at us and other times i think they appreciate it yeah and so but it's a it's a practice thing yeah so that's uh i mean i I think that's a that covers a lot of things that we are practicing related to learning yeah and that's how we prepare for learning the timing of that as far as going back to school yeah i had one more thing i was gonna just um ask you about is back to school rituals Hmm. when you were growing up did you have any back to school rituals uh, typical thing, getting school supplies and, um, God, well, there's just nothing better than like that fresh box of markers. I, yeah. I mean, if you're, you're into any kind of natural media art, it's a pretty great time of year Yeah, because you know, things go on sale and it's, it's more prominent in different stores seasonally and whatever. And you get to, yeah, you get a lot of cool supplies to make stuff. And I always, um, I always got a new back to school outfit. Okay. Yeah. And that always was a, a big deal for me. I can, re- I can remember several of them. Like, oh, I remember <laughs> my seventh grade back to school outfit. Yeah. It had giant shoulder pads in it. <laughs> it did? It did. Oh, and I had uh, this terrible haircut and I hated it, but I had a rocking outfit. I loved the outfit. That can help. That can help going into seventh grade. Yeah. It's like a, it's like armor. Yeah. I was a... Oh, literally, time. in your case. Yeah, <laughs> armor with those shoulder pads. <laughs> 
So that was always a, a fun ritual. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Same, same here. I definitely would try to get a get a couple of new things. A new Iron Maiden T-shirt. As I got older, it would be yes, making sure I had enough uh, metal band shirts to wear, and maybe a sarcastic thing here and there. You had some sarcasm shirts. I had a flag. I had I had a uh, I had a shirt with a, an Exxon flag on it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Said we don't care, we don't have to care. We're Exxon. We still have that. <laughs> what? Yes, we still have that shirt. I've worn that. It survived. It survived. Wow. Okay. That was a good one. <clears throat> Trying nice. to remember what I wore that. I wore it to something. Mm. I assume a themed party. For Exxon. <laughs> I didn't wear it to work. For so okay, fair enough. Uh we'll have to dig through our photo archive. We'll have to dig through our photo archive. Okay. Awesome. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but back to school rituals. I don't know, nothing nothing else really. Yeah, I mean, and now the big thing kind of, I mean, this was never a thing when I was a kid, but now the big thing is is you take the picture, right? You gotta have the first day of school picture. and the last day of school. Yeah photo and then you got to put it out there for the world so that they know that you sent your kids to school. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a it's a whole like Instagram. Yeah. culture. And yeah, and our kids go back a little later than most, so So there's, you know, some people might be concerned. Right? Like, Did they uh, decide not to send the kids back to school? Yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that? Is right. But I will, I will do the, the first day of school photo and the last day of school photo. And I think part of it, too, because our kids are so young, they change so much every year, mm-hmm. that that is fun to see kind of that side by side of here was the beginning of third grade and here's the end of third grade. And here's the beginning of preschool and the end of preschool. I mean, when our little one ends preschool, you know, this year she'll be ready for kindergarten and that's going to be crazy. Yeah, totally crazy. I, uh, and I don't know, like, if, will that pace of change slow down? I don't know. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. We'll you know see. what I heard the other day? What What did you hear? I heard the other day that um, your kid's um, childhood goes really fast and mm. that we should savor every moment. Oh, this is, I, I've never heard this. I know. I just there got that the no, other day. There are no creations in humankind pop culture. I just, I was just told that the other day and I was like, what? <laughs> This is baloney. Oh my god, I didn't I didn't know. And and then I just had to change everything. Oh. Well, okay. Well, good thing you're ready to to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nice job. Should we do some picks? Yeah, I think we should. Awesome. Um I have art pick tonight. Mm-hmm. Should I go first? Okay. I'm all chatty. Go for it. Okay. My art pick tonight. I think that's a that's an asset. You're on a podcast. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot to say. Good, good. Um, so um, my pick, as often is the case, has a little story that goes along with it. Mm. Not, um, it's not a parable per se, just a regular story. <laughs> There's not a lesson to learn in this story. Mm. Um, I can't remember where we were. That's always a good start to my stories. I don't know where I was, but we were watching. We were in a hotel and we were watching television. And we've shared this before in the podcast. Our kids are spoiled rotten. And so they don't see a lot of commercial television because we, um, what do they call it now? 
um, cut the cable. Oh yes. Yeah, we don't we don't have regular TV. We stream stuff. So um, whenever we go to a hotel, they're super excited. Um, and what's funny is they always want to watch SpongeBob. And I don't know if people know this, but SpongeBob is pretty much on television twenty four seven. So when you're in a hotel, you're like, yeah, and you just find the channel that has SpongeBob, and there it is. Um, but when the commercials come on, they get kind of upset at first. And then they realize that these commercials are advertising to them. And then they get like, um, well, like I remember feeling as a kid, like that is the greatest, you know, whatever's being advertised, that is the greatest invention ever made and I must possess it. Yeah. And, you know, we did this, I want to say two years ago, we, we bought something shortly after. What's, what's one of those examples from your childhood? Um, oh, just one. Um, I think the, the easy bake ovens, oh, um, perfect. were, were one that I was like, what? I could make brownies and cake. And I did, I did end up getting one of those and I did, I made cake like all the flipping time in my bedroom. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Well, so the, but one I remember is for the kids that they saw like two years ago and we ended up buying them. Um, they were these little robot dogs that like yeah. did things and we got them and they were junk. They were not well made. They were terrible. And it was a really good, cause you know, the punks that we are, it was a really great lesson <laughs> because they really thought they were getting robot dogs that were going to like follow them around and obey their commands when really well, they. And even if it just did the flip on the, without breaking, right? Oh yeah. And the legs little, fell off the dogs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's always been a, a good example. This is turning into a really long story to get to my pick, but the last time we traveled, there was an add on. I don't know why this is so funny to me for, <laughs> for Elmer's glue. Who could have predicted that's where I was okay. going for Elmer's glue and Elmer's glue. They have a glow in the dark glue. And I'm like, well, that's weird. It's but, funny. It's like so many people hearing this who who are, um, because there's still a huge mix of people who have commercial TV and who yeah. don't, right? And uh, they're like, yeah, I know. I saw that commercial just before listening to your podcast. Like 800 times. Yeah. It's probably on in the background right yeah. now. So there's this glow-in-the-dark Elmer's glue, and they use it to make glow-in-the-dark slime. So we happen mm. to be out traveling, and... Lo and behold, we stopped at the store for something, and I was running into the store to grab some snacks or something for the car, and and I saw there was an end kiosk with the glow and the dark glue, and I bought it. And <laughs> um, we made, we went right to the Elmer's Glue website where they have their recipe for slime. Wow. And we made the Elmer's Glue glow in the dark slime, and it was awesome. It was exactly as advertised on television. And what's so what's what is great is honestly this whole story is is also about how good content marketing is is a useful thing for your business. <laughs> right? There you go. Sure. Because so someone made this content for Elmer's glue and it was it was relevant. It wasn't like I I'm not gonna make a doorstop with your glue or whatever. I mean, it, it wasn't some baloney Why does my glue need to glow in the dark? I use like, it to glue two things together. Yeah. And, and or but they, so they found a fun 
worthwhile case, and you you went you went the whole the whole freaking path. Like I got you bought the glue, you know. Went to their website about it with their kids. Got the went to their website, uh, used the recipe, talked about it in like a social networking situation. You know, here yeah. here you are sharing it on the podcast. And honestly, I, I I point all that out saying that how good on them. Yeah, good like, content. This, it was good content. Yeah, I mean that's that that's. Nothing wrong with that, I, I think. Okay, so I just have to back up a few steps because okay. I kind of got excited about my story. But so was there from your childhood oh. a toy on television that you thought was going to be the end-all, beat-all? Uh, let's see. A lot of toys. I mean, the one that I, I was always curious about that as a, as a teenage boy that I never had um, and just I for some reason never got because I must have lost interest by the time I was a mid to late teenage boy because I had a job. Sure. And I could have bought could've it. Could have bought it yourself. Um, it's the, um, oh gosh, what was it? it was, what, was it called The Survivor? It was a, ho- um, a little Rambo-looking knife that had a uh-huh. hollow, and a bunch of stuff in it, right? So it had a hollow handle. Was it, did it have a compass? It had a compass. Yes. It had like this fishing line, and it had... To strangle someone? Not, maybe. Okay. I missed that. I, I thought it was for fishing, but no, it oh. was probably for ninja-ing also. And... Uh, I don't. Oh yeah, I missed that that hint. But you could you could cut a tree with it because it had a saw blade on the back of it and stuff. It seemed like it would have been the, the wow. most useful thing ever. But useful I, if you were a ninja, what would you need this for? I don't know. Especially Did like you have I, a tree played, you needed to cut down. I played video games. I don't know why I needed that thing. <laughs> and if I played D and D uh, and you know Nintendo. Nice. Didn't need a survivor. Didn't knife. need a survivor knife, but just, you kind of wanted one. Yeah, because the commercials. It seemed it seemed like that the the guy in the commercial, that that, that knife um, both saved him money and saved his life and his friend's <laughs> life like countless times. Like a, I think we must have watched different um, television programming growing up. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember the survivor knife. Mm. Uh, you grew I remember up in a the, different location too. I remember it, the, it could have been like marketed toward. Minnesota suburban boys, boys. Or I remember. The, I remember though the um, oh, the Ginsu knife, yeah. and they would cut a beer can and then slice a tomato like it was butter. Uh-huh. In the commercial, I remember that one. I remember telling my parents, "You need a Ginsu knife." That seemed like yeah, you're helping your family. Do you want to know what's funny? What's that? I'm way off the deep end now. But um, when I was growing up, when I was young, my father worked in television. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of the things that you could only get if you bought them through the TV, like you couldn't buy in stores, uh-huh. we had a lot of that stuff. No so way. we may have had a single one. Yeah, because the marketers would send them to the TV stations to get one there. Of, one of your brothers had the survivor knife. Probably. Guaranteed. But I think we had a single Ginsu knife. Because I remember wanting to cut through a can with it. It had a really weird end on it. It had like kind of like a forked end on it. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> All right. Well, off we'll to maybe. Well, we're out of time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you have a science pick. I do. Let's talk some science. Yeah. Well, I am no um, rocket scientist, but I sure like their. Um, I sure like their blogs. And, you like um, rockets? I do. And uh, that's you know what's um, what's funny. We have we have friends that that wrote a comic about we do about rockets. Yeah, about rocket science. Yeah, it's uh, science comics rockets. 
And, and uh, that was that was by Andros, the Jersey Dros. And you can learn more about that. Awesome, awesome comics. Really funny. Highly recommend it for, um, you know, anyone, anyone of all ages uh, into both science and graphic novels and rockets. Um, but it's it sure is great as an intro- introduction to physics for uh, the young ones. Yeah, it's a fantastic graphic novel. And uh, and I think you can uh, check it out at uh, sciencecomicsrockets.com. Um, there you go. Free commercial. You're welcome, Jersey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, what I was going to talk about in particular, though, that could have been your science pick. It could have been my science pick. <sighs> I always squeeze in an extra science. You pick do. I, you do. You you I'm haven't done one of yours. I have six science picks, but they're all start with the same letter, so they're still one that you used to do. You haven't done one of those yet. Yeah, I'm getting more more sly. You are. So. Um, my, my pick is uh, the the Parker Solar Probe and a few Say articles. Say that three times about fast. It. Um, I th- Parker Sol- Parker Solar Probe Parker Solar Probe Parker Solar Probe. Anyway, um, <laughs> I love that when you do when you, when you do what I say. <laughs> I know. So anyway, there's uh, so this is this is a thing that um, it's a. You know, it's a giant instrument that there that was launched on a very heavy rocket that is going to get very close to the sun. Are you fat shaming that rocket? <laughs> no. How come the weight of the rocket matters? Uh, it's a because it's a huge rocket. It was um. Let's see, what was it? What's it called? I think it's called. Oh yeah, it's it was launched by a United Launch Alliance Delta Four heavy rocket. Oh, that's its name. It's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. And uh, and that thing is was quite the. That is that's a great photo, by the way. Yeah, that's it, a cool looking rocket. It's um, it remind it's similar to SpaceX's, um, similar in class to their Falcon Heavy. Gotcha. So, what's the Parker Solar Probe going to do? And uh, well. I think it, it's going to get into the sun's corona, and so I mean it's going to be pelted by, you know, forces and and heat and whatnot. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, fine. Okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> you okay? All right. I think I'm really funny. <sighs> All right. Okay. okay. So I. <laughs> hopefully, no one is you know, driving and peeing themselves <laughs> listening to this. But anyway, I can't say that for my co-host. So let's say. Uh, let's see. Um, right. No, oh, I'll edit part of this. So this uh, this solar probe is going to. Um, like learn more about what happens with like solar weather and trying to you know understand it up close. Um, I so like solar flashes and those different kinds of things. Like they always talk about, oh, there's you know yeah. this kind of storm happening. That's cool. Yeah. So then I think so. It honestly, they're going to try to understand just understand the sun a lot more and uh, in in a way with that is just a lot more up close than. How do you, you would even, think is even possible? I was gonna say, how do you even build anything that can 
get that close and yet still return information. Yeah. And so let's see, what is the, the sun is like, is it, it's is warm. it eight light seconds away or whatever? But, you know, there's, there's funny facts, fun, fun, like, you know, doing a search on like how far away is the sun? How long does it take to reach the sun? If you do a Google search, right? Uh-huh. Um, like it would take um, something traveling just the speed of a jumbo jet. Oh, no. Okay. So the sun is about 8.3 light minutes from Earth. Um, and so it takes, you know, 8.3 minutes for light. light from the sun to reach the Earth. And like a, but it would take a jumbo jet, for instance, just common familiar object, uh, 19 years to get to the sun. I haven't checked the math, but and I, wow. I and then I was like, well, wait a minute how how long is it going to take? Yeah, it's just rocket Parker Solar Probe, the heavy to get rocket. There? I mean, and it's supposedly it is the fastest man-made thing. So it's it's, and I don't know if that's now and or after it gets a few gravity assists from um, from going from orbiting um, both the sun and. Um, Venus, I think, is where it's getting its first, its big boost from. It's going to when when did it's it doing launch? Like a handbrake maneuver, practically getting just oh wow yeah launched right around. It's going to drift. It's kind of doing a Tokyo drift <laughs> right, right around Venus, and and it's going to get there. Take a guess. I want to know when it left. Oh, it left like August thirteenth or something. Okay, so just recently. Yes. So August twenty eighteen. Yeah. I'm going to say it's going to take 10 years because if a jet could do it in 19. It's going to be there in November. No way. I seriously, I, I didn't check their math. Again, not a rocket scientist. Well, I was going to say, I don't think, they, <laughs> no offense, but I'm they, assuming they someone checked their math. Yeah. But they, so anyway, uh, on in the, in the links, I will, I will share. That's, that's awesome. That's what they say. It's, yeah. It's going to be doing its work in November. So I, and we'll, then for we'll have to like do some updates on it as we, you know, as yeah. we do our podcast and, and uh, check in on Parker. I, I mean, honestly, something like doing doing that kind of gravity assist move. I know it's like really predictable and stable and whatnot, but like uh, it still seems incredible and amazing. So I just want to stay tuned. I agree. I agree. I think it's really I, cool. I still feel very, you know, a, a huge sense of relief. Like, you know, when, like, for instance, when this rocket made it, made it into, you know, out of, made it out of the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's had a successful launch. It's on its way. It's going to do some crazy moves and end up uh, in the sun's atmosphere in November. Wow. So gonna, that is crazy. I'm excited. I want to read more about that. Awesome. And I will have some links in the show notes. And I was wrong about 10 years. Okay. You were? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, like, hey, I guess. Okay, I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you think, well, it's at least twice as fast as a jumbo jet. It's like actually way, way, way faster. Yeah. I think, so if you think if the speed of sound is like 800 miles or an hour or so, um, jumbo jets are going way slower than that. And, uh, Rockets are going way, way faster than that. It's just to a, use a technical term. A, yeah, it's just a, like it's it's a nice little um, you know marker point. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, so, that it does help to have those kind of standard things you can think about. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool, awesome. Well, thanks for that science pick, Robbie. I think that wraps us up for today. Thank you for listening and for being part of our art and science punks community. 
Robbie, where can the people find us online? Well, we are art and science punks on Instagram. Yet on Twitter, there's no and for our name. We are art science punks. Nice. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm, where you can also sign up for our newsletter. We are also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can reach me at our Art and Science Punks Instagram account. Oh, right. And um, how's our newsletter doing? (laughs) It's coming along slowly but surely. Nice. More slowly than surely. Okay, cool. But I mean, it's it ex the, it exists. It's a list, and we're we'll yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. All right. I have not done a newsletter yet, so <laughs> you made a face when you when you mentioned the newsletter. I know because so it's like, like well, a, it's like a little poke every time I say uh, it. I'm like ah, I got to get the newsletter done. Well, okay. It's uh, another piece of this project we're working on, building and figuring out. So that's right. Keep, you know, keep signing up and uh, it'll happen. There you go. Thank you. Uh, and, well, and I guess I will mention I am also on Instagram. And uh, <laughs> so you're you're on Instagram too, but obviously, you know. Yes, I'm um, Kate Stenzinger on Instagram. Ah, there you go. Cool. And I am Rob Stenzinger on Instagram. And uh, I'm on we Twitter. We match. Too. Hey. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> We didn't do the whole, uh, you know, fancy handle of, of uh, you know, I don't know, I'm Cardboard King. <laughs> I'm Easy Bake Oven. Easy Bake Oven. Nice. Hey, I'm Survivor Knife. <laughs> I bet it's taken. Yeah, totally. That's all right. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for tonight, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and we hope we have entertained you as much as we've entertained each other. (laughs) That was funny to me. I don't know why. That's very cute. All right, there we go. Episode 53. (laughs) I'm good.